podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 9 and uh, try and pinpoint those under the radar gems to help you climb up the rankings. We'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables uh, which use the Fantasy Football Scout members area stats to try and predict future returns. Um, this will be broken up into two parts essentially because um, it's the international break. Um, so today what we'll do is we'll look at how we got on last week in terms of our teams but also those tables. Um, we've got a best budget enablers table uh, for those looking to squeeze all those good premium assets into their teams. You've seen um, Salah's Hall, perhaps you want him in. Well, you're going to need an enabler to get him. Um, uh, we'll also reveal our early transfer thoughts for game week nine. Um, in addition, we'll take any questions you have at the end of the stream. So have a think about those um, and post those in the live chat towards the end. Um, next week, we'll focus on those new tables for game week nine. So they're, they're lovely and up to date and we've eradicated any perhaps injured players during the international break and we'll also firm up our plans for that week my name is joe and joining me as ever to unearth some of those under the radar gems is tom freeman fancy football scout step theater tom welcome how are you yeah i'm okay thanks joe yeah the international break didn't come at a great time for my own team i had quite a difficult week um but um yeah already started looking ahead i'm tentatively planning a game week 10 wild card so we'll talk about that a bit later and um yeah yeah looking forward to to a bit of a catch-up now excellent um yeah so for, yeah for me my my week i'll talk about my team talk about teams a bit later but yeah i wild carded last week went well um went for salah i did a video later in the week talking about captaincy where I explained that my research for that video made me switch the captaincy for Son to Salah, which was very lucky I was asked to do that video because um, I may have kept it on Son if I hadn't have looked into the uh, research a bit into Brighton's shambolic defence <laughs> against <laughs> players like Salah. Um, and, uh, but other than that, quite a good weekend for me. I went to um, Cheltenham to see Cheltenham Town, who have yet to score in 11 games um, take on uh, Derby County and I saw their first goal of the season and and it was it was oh, okay. it's, a, it's a great ground it's a great team um I really like it there it was absolutely packed and the town and the crowd were going like you wouldn't think they team had not scored for 11 games absolutely brilliant support there so well done Cheltenham Town uh it was one all in the ends um Dark I was gonna, that, that was my next question I was yeah. gonna say what was the score no, it was okay. one all in the end, all but right. uh Cheltenham Town's uh not not, not focused for Premier League goals imminent <laughs> video but just inside uh that Cheltenham Town's goal was scored by Rob Street who uh you may remember was a 4.5 striker from Crystal Palace in FPL a while ago I believe he's still there he's out on loan um okay. so he's like the uh, the plange of his day um so, <laughs> so rob street well done uh there i liked it so much i'm gonna go back and see him next month um against wigan so maybe maybe i'll see another goal <laughs> uh excellent um okay um th welcome to those joining us in the live chat uh early birds here snadevil madassa jacob daniel sakam rixia uh eunice khan luke c multi levival uh daniel valentine um scott uh, and many more thanks so much uh, for joining us couldn't sorry couldn't read out all of your names um do remember to press that like button lots of you in the chat uh, do press that like button it helps us out and do subscribe if you're not subscribing already i'm sure some of these early birds are subscribers already though um okay let's have a look at how we got on with our game uh, well goals imminent recap um not as exciting as Cheltenham Town finally scoring. Uh, we only got one goal, Jackson. 
here um a lots of blanks um so yeah jackson chelsea fernandez is still there obviously blank because he's not a attacking midfielder despite being sort of positioned there but we have some other Chelsea assets we'll talk about a bit later but yeah just go to Jackson really um this is immaterial for FPL isn't it because no one's going to want Jackson anymore Chelsea's fixtures turn um from here on out and um um so yeah he got a goal but there's you know does a falling tree <laughs> make a sound in the wood if no one's there to hear it does Jackson score if no one owns him <laughs> Right, yeah, great timing, isn't it? Just as everybody's sold him. Um, but he scored in the Carabao Cup as well, didn't he? I think yeah. the week before. Um, but yeah, he he didn't start the game, did he? Brozier started, but he was he was really poor actually and taken off um I think it was at half time. Yeah. And Jackson made a big difference. Yeah. It all kind of clicked after that. They played um I was just looking at the system and Palmer was playing on the right. Um took on penalties sterling was on the left and it and it yeah it all seemed to click for them in the second half at burnley so um suddenly now things are looking a bit more positive for chelsea but from a, an fpl perspective the fixtures are about to get much much tougher and so people are looking to sell their assets certainly not bring them in uh, yeah i did um, a video this week as well about um a game week nine wildcard team so it's obviously looking ahead i did look to the next six fixtures for that and chelsea are at the bottom for the next yeah. six fixtures. They've got Arsenal next. Then they've got Brentford, Tottenham, Manchester City, Newcastle and Brighton. Um, yeah. That's not great. <laughs> that is the worst no. run of fixtures at the moment. So everyone's piling off them. Um, next up, Rashford. He blanked again. Um, I got rid of him on my wild cards. So he's no longer my player. But he plays Sheffield United next. Now you yeah. own Rashford. We were speaking before we came on air. He's played Sheffield United next. Sheffield United, the worst defence in the Premier League at the moment in terms of expected goals conceded and goals conceded. Um, what what are you going to do? I mean, he's blanked again, but do you keep? I think I have to now because I'm planning that game week 10 wild card. It, it makes it doesn't make any sense to take him out before Sheffield United, given how poor they've been. The the early subs is a bit of a worry. He was taken off on 62 at the weekend, I think 76 minutes the week before that. But let's hope he can get a bit of confidence during the international break. And we've seen, you know, when players like this play bad defences, they can suddenly can look, look at the Fulham players at the weekend. Fulham hadn't been scoring any goals at all. And I think four of their midfielders got attacking returns at the weekend. So... Look, I'm not that hopeful about the situation with Rashford. I've held on to him for way too long, but I think I don't know if now's the time to sell, mm. having put myself through that so far, because it'll be even more painful if I take him out when he scores at Sheffield United. But I think on a game week 10 wild card, it's a definite um, remove then. Yeah. But um, I mean, the win for United papered over the cracks, really, didn't it? With those yeah. those late, late, late goals, they weren't good at all. And we'll talk about Fernandez as well in a bit. But um, yeah, maybe a trip to Bramall Lane can um, can kind of finally get them a bit of joy. Yeah, I mean, looking at the fixtures, I mean, yeah, he's got to be a hold this week if you own him. Um, same yeah. with Fernandez. And we'll talk about Fernandez later, as you said. But game week 10, they face Manchester City. So, yeah, that's time to move off. But then mm, those that yeah. don't move off then have the same problem yeah. again because mm. Manchester United reaches, they've got a great little run of games. Fulham away, Luton at home, and then Everton away before they have Newcastle in game week 14. So it's the same dilemma. And yeah. so when I got, got rid last week, they were against Brentford, which I thought was a sort of a middling fixture for them. Uh, it, I just thought, like, like I've removed Sterling on my wild card as well. I just thought, 
what well, I, I can't predict Chelsea returns. I can't, I don't know what's going on at Manchester United. It was just time to cut the cord and, and remove them um, from my team. So I'm, I'm not thinking about them now, despite those, that great run of fixtures. But if you still got, um, but yeah, for you, um, yeah, game week 10 looks ideal. If I was you, game week 10 looks the time to just yes. sever the ties. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They've got City that week. And then if they show something in the next couple of games and you want to move for maybe Bruno Fernandes ahead of that good run, and they've actually shown us something that they're, they're, they're worth investing in, then you, then you can do that with a transfer after the wild card. But yeah, absolutely. It feels like you'll have a look at my team in a bit. It needs a bit of a clear out now. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm almost certain I'll sell both of those players in uh, game week 10. Um, we've got Billing at Bournemouth. We're still waiting for his goal, um, but it didn't mm. come this time. I think he's just, um, I think he was called up international duty, but I don't think he... I think there may be some injury, some niggling injury. I haven't heard that. Um, okay. I might have misread that. I think I saw that just now on, on okay. uh, X. Um, uh, Eze's next injured. Of course, he blanked. He didn't play. Uh, Beto, I mean, Calvert-Lewin's back for Everton now. Um, and we're yeah. going to talk about Everton in a bit later. But yeah, Beto, understandably, blanked. Uh, Lamina at Wolves and Kuna at Wolves. Wolves are good at the moment. Um, they're doing well. Um, but these two, these two guys didn't do uh, do the business for us. Gibbs White from Nottingham Forest, um, he blanked, but he is potentially of interest, especially if you're if you've got a transfer and you want to use it, and you're happy with your team ish, and you want to improve it, and you want to go for a one week punt. Game week ten um, is your your wildcard time. Game week nine, Nottingham Forest. Gibbs White plays Luton at home. Um, that looks like Gibbs White time. Um, are, you, are you tempted? Yeah. But one week punt? I am looking at these kind of, I mean, this is the ideal thing, isn't it? When you've got a wildcard plan and you've got that 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 um, one week punt that you can go for. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it in midfield just because I've got yeah. other options who I like this week. But he hit the post against yeah. um, Palace on Saturday, didn't mm. he? Yeah. He's on, pe- he's on penalties. He takes quite a few set pieces. Mm. Um, they look a bit blunt going forward because Awanihi's mm. got this injury, hasn't he? And they're turning to Chris mm. Wood. Um, and it's not quite fluid up front at the moment. But as far... I mean, I saw him pop up in a few wild cards last week and I don't dislike it. I think when you've got a cheap play- player who's on penalties, he's, he's a bit of a talisman for them. Um, not so much this year, but certainly created a lot last year. Then, yeah, I don't dislike that too much. Um, yes, indeed. Um, and uh, Jordan I sort of props up this table. He's sort of a lesser of the Crystal Palace assets we're looking for. Um, and also, yeah. it's really in defence. Uh, Mark Gay, he did wonders for your team this week. Um, yeah. And I've got Anderson in mind. So a Crystal Palace defender is pretty handy wow. because Crystal Palace have um, obviously Newcastle next. That's a poor fixture. And then they have Tottenham. And then they have Burnley, Everton, Luton and West Ham. So they've got some yeah. tough ones there, but they've got a nice mixture. So if you if you can rotate your Crystal Palace players with others, um, yeah. go for it. I, I certainly yeah. would be bringing them in for the... That's, um, that's exactly what I did in game game week one. I've had Gahey and I've brought him in for those home fixtures. They, yeah. The only one he didn't deliver in was, I think, against Wolves when they lost um, 3-2. Yeah. But generally, past couple, two, three weeks have been really reliable, cheap yeah. players. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually tempted to keep Gahey on a, on a mm-hmm. wild card, I think, and continue with this yeah. rotation. Because um, they're missing so many creative players, Palace, as well, aren't they? They haven't got Eze, Olise's out. And so it feels very that they're having to kind of not concede. They're really having to keep it tight because they're not going to score many goals. 
So um, it's a kind of a defense first approach and that suits suits our yep. when we're investing on these 4.5 players. We, right. we like that as FPL managers, um, teams where they've got a sort of a reliable defense, especially at home. Great. Yeah. You know what you're dealing with there. Um, and, and that's sort of why I'm quite happy to come off Chelsea assets because I'm not sure what I'm dealing with there. Um, yeah. We've had a few more join us in the live chat. Jack Barwell has joined us. Uh, he agrees with that Gibbs White uh, punt. Uh, uh, was in his yeah. wild card last week um, yeah. uh, for the next two. And then he's eyeing up a move to perhaps a Brighton player in game week 10. Um, good so plan. Good yeah. price point. Very good plan there, Jack. Um, and also, I saw a comment from uh, Jacob. Uh, earlier that was saying that it's uh, that Cheltenham Town is his local club and he's since moved to Australia. Glad uh, you enjoyed it, Joe. Yes, indeed. What a what a what a marvelous place Cheltenham is, and, and a marvelous. I'm, an, I'm only about I'm probably about a 45 minute drive, I think, from Cheltenham. So that's that's actually I could actually get along to it. Maybe we should have a Cheltenham meetup one we day. Should, yeah, so, uh, we should yeah. Got goals imminent meetup and it's go and a, watch a game. It's a really uh, it's a really it's a really nice uh, ground, really nice uh, place. Mm. Um, I'll shut up about that now. <laughs> we'll move on to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, now we've got Banana, Banana Fernandez, Bernardo Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez. I should we know who you meant. Bruno Fernandez, top here. Um, he did not yeah. deliver in game week eight, but he plays Sheffield United. Um, in one of my game week nine wildcard drafts, I put on that video, which do have a look at that on the channel. It's only about 15 minutes long. Um, but in one of those drafts, I reserved a place instead of doubling up on the Spurs midfield I put Bruno Fernandez in with a view to moving him to Saka in game week 10 so yeah. it's like a booking in a move but I really do like that Manchester United against Sheffield United fixture and yeah. as you said it could be term. so you've got Fernandez as well as Rashford he's I have, yeah. of same unfortunately <laughs> repeat and repeat the, the 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 strategy isn't it you've got to keep them haven't you Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Bruno, what was it? It was the Burnley game, wasn't it? Two weeks ago when he delivered, he scored that great goal and got double digits. So it's it, he's not quite in a position where he's like Rashford, where he's had four or five blanks in a row or whatever mm. it is. He's been poor, but he had four shots at the weekend. If United play well, it's probably going to be down to Bruno. He's so yeah. key to them. Yeah. And I've just got to hope that... I do think at Bramall Lane, it's the eight o'clock kickoff on the Saturday. It's the late night one. I do think that we'll we'll see a couple of goals from United. Mm. They surely can't keep on being yeah. this poor, given the quality they've got in the team, you know, with Hoyland and Mount, Fernandez, Rashford. Mm. Dallow's playing quite well as yeah. well at fullback, um, despite the results. So I've just got to, I mean, again, it feels like my game week is hinging on how these guys perform, but yeah. I'm going to hold him for one more week. Yeah. No. Um, um, Scott in the chat has pointed out that Manchester United only scored one at Burnley and he's not expecting too much against Sheffield United yeah, well that, having a look at the last the worst defences last six um, Burnley and Sheffield United are, are in slightly different stratospheres when it comes to rubbishness mm. uh, of their defence so Sheffield United are the worst defence expected goals conceded 16.58 they've in fact conceded 19 no clean sheets whereas Burnley uh, one, two, three, six, are the, are the, are the sixth worst not the worst. Um, they expected goals conceded is much lower at 10.35, uh, even though they've conceded 14. So they've been marginally unlucky um, there, as, uh, as Sheffield United have. <laughs> they could have, uh, they, um, they, they've, um, you know, expected. Not yeah, not I mean, 
from just not even looking at stats, when I watch Burnley, they just look like a better team. Yeah. It's that simple. They look, um, okay, they've lost to Chelsea quite heavily, but the way that company is at least trying to get them to play, whereas Sheffield United, they can't defend crosses into the box. They can't defend set pieces. They've got no threat up front. I think saw a stat yesterday that Cameron Archer's had something like one shot in the box over the last four matches or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. So they're not creating anything for mm -hmm. their striker. And so, yeah, it does feel... Probably both of them are bad, but Burnley aren't as bad as Sheffield no. United, which gives me a bit of hope yeah. that maybe United can score a couple. And, um, and and it's worth noting as well that Luton as well um, should also not be just lumped in with the same. It, it, it can be quite um, nice <clears throat> and, and indeed, indeed a bit lazy to say, oh, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United, all promoted teams are all rubbish in defence. Because Luton are nowhere near that as well. No, so expected yeah. goals conceded last six matches. Luton only con expected to conceded 8.56. They actually conceded eight. So bear in mind, Sheffield United is double that. So uh, and so they Sheffield United are doubly bad to Luton. So Luton are actually not too bad, yeah. which is another, another factor why I went for Salah over Song. Because I suddenly thought, you never know. Luton, they could... They could they were capable, at least capable yeah. of defending. Yeah, at Kenilworth Road. Yeah, I mean, they were they were absolutely blown away in the first 15 minutes, weren't they? But they somehow managed to not concede against Spurs. I mean, Spurs could have been three up, but after that, and okay, the sending mm. off after hard, the halftime yeah. played a big part in that. But even before that, when it was, they 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 did start to improve. I yeah. thought as the half went on, yeah. and I and, and again, I, I think that Sheffield United, like you were saying, Joe, are a tier below. Burnley and mm -hmm. Luton Town's defences who aren't great themselves, but they're okay. Yeah, yeah. So. definitely. Um, uh, Enzo Fernandez is next. We've, <laughs> we've discussed him. He, he, he shouldn't yeah. be here, basically. He's in the wrong position. And the reason he is shooting a lot, but they're all rubbish. <laughs> Kulusevsky yeah. still here. Still an option, but I think most will go for Son or Madison and, and, and those very, very, you know, relatively cheap uh, fullbacks in Poro and Adogi. Yeah. Offering great value, so Kulusevski's going to get going to miss out, despite putting up great stats. Uh, and Bomo, uh, people have lost interest, but Brentford's um, face. Um, looking at the Burnley, Burnley. Burnley mm. next, okay, mm. who are um, you know they, uh, although not as bad as Sheffield United, still have a poor defence. So, it, have you still got them, Bomo? By the way, in your team. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like the downfall of my team and since game week three mm -hmm. when we were flying really high. And it's because I've, I've kept faith with mm -hmm. double United midfield and Bomo and these kind of players. And my kind of playing style as a manager is I am normally very patient with my players because, and that's probably been a bit of a key mm -hmm. to my success in the past, is that because I don't um, kind of, push them out after one bad performance. I keep the faith with good players and Bomo's is on mm, penalties. Yeah. It's a bit of a ta talisman figure for Brentford with Tony not there. But this really isn't going well because over the past three, four game weeks, I've got nothing from these three players. But again, on Bomo, I can't take him out before Burnley at home, can no. I, on penalties? No. No, so, um, and this is why game week 10 wildcard is so good and why... When I was doing that video of game week nine wildcard, I was actually saying this is not a good time to wildcard. If you've got these players... This is a, mm, yeah. a great week from Bomo for, for those Manchester yeah. United players. Yeah, uh, Brentford, Burnley next up at home. Then they got Chelsea away, West Ham, Liverpool and Arsenal before Luton in game week 14. So they've got a terrible run of games coming up. Yeah. So game week 10 is ideal to get rid of them. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, uh, for, for, my, for my own team, a game week nine wild card 
oh, has got. Yeah. It, it's, it makes me think it's going to really come. It could potentially come back and haunt me, I think. Oh, so that, uh, that, that's that, why I'm holding off. That's the stuff so, of nightmares. That's 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 yeah. transferring out Kane before a hat trick. That's that's just absolute yeah. nightmare. Um, yeah. So yeah, you don't you don't want to you don't want to do that. And yeah, and I think I think this is a, a great week for for those for those players. Um, and if you're looking for a one week punt before you are Garden Ten, you don't own them, Bomo, and you don't yeah, own the Manchester United midfielder. Get them in. Um, mm. This could be the one. This could be the one. Um, um, Son is next. He didn't assist. Um, something's going on with Spurs and there's a a slight reliability that Madison is the better option away and Son is the better option at home are are you getting I mean is it too small a sample to say that yeah because I think a lot of Son's goals have come away but I do think the fixture Mm. maybe Son is better off against these teams that are actually going to attack Spurs rather than sit back Um, you look at his hauls um but saying that, he got a hat-trick against Burnley, but Burnley are actually quite proactive in the way they yeah. play at home. Yeah. Then he got the brace, was it, in the North London derby? Yeah. And, um, and you know, he blanked against Sheffield United. He blanked against Luton. Maybe when there's a bit less space at the back mm-hmm. and um, he, he's struggling a bit more. I mean, he did almost get the assist for, was it Porro at the mm, weekend, yeah, I think? Yeah, yeah. A, wow, a bit like Rashford. Amazing. My team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and he had a shot shortly after which he put over the bar. I think red cards change games though, don't they? And as soon as there was a red card, it completely changed the dynamic in that game. And um it was unfortunate, I think, for people who who captain Son because I think another forty five minutes of what happened in the first half and he probably would have got a return. Um but yeah, that's the way it goes. I guess the early subs again are a bit of a concern with Son. Mm. No, what was it? Seventy-five minutes. I yeah. think he came off at the weekend. Um, they're still managing his fitness and the fact that they were holding on in that game as well. Mm. I think that they were more inclined to. T- I think he came off with Madison at the same time. Yeah, so um, I think he's a he's a hold, of mm. course, because he's playing that centre forward role. Fixtures are still good for Spurs as well, aren't yeah. they? Admit Palace and Chelsea after Fulham, so so, but they're they're okay. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to get rid of him in game week ten for Saka. Yeah. Um, okay. Because in in game you, you you've got Madison, have you, Joe? Yeah, I've got, you've Madison. got Madison, and I'm not going to get rid of Madison. I mean, it's not just no. I've got because I've had him from game week one, so it's not just I've got all that value in him. But I mean, he just I I can't I I don't want to get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, he's just no, really he, good and consistent. Um, yeah, home and away, he, but particularly uh, those away. He, he did. He didn't even. He didn't even play well at the weekend. No. He missed like, quite a lot of passes, but he still managed. He still, still got that assist. return, didn't he? Exactly. So very hard to take out. So game week ten is really key because um, Arsenal face Sheffield United, who we have been banging on about their defence for quite a while. Um, so that is a great fixture for Saka. Uh, or indeed yeah. another Martinelli or Odegaard, yeah, uh, whichever one's absolutely. Back. Um, mm. Meanwhile, um, Son uh, faces Crystal Palace. Um, so I, I, what we were talking about defenses, Crystal Palace are the the definition. Looking up dictionary definition of of like not attacking, gonna part the bus. Son might struggle. Yeah. I mean, that's the game. I mean, Son yeah. might do well, but he, he's gonna have to work at it. Um, yeah, Palace, Palace, Palace have got a good defence, especially yeah. at Selhurst Park. So mm-hmm. that that isn't an easy game um, no. for Spurs at all. And I and that that Arsenal fixture, I mean, I think for me as a game, game week ten wild carder, I've got my eye on two teams which perhaps game week eight wild carders wouldn't have gone mm. for, and that is Arsenal and Brighton. Yeah, and that because 
There's not many edges you can find in this game anymore, but maybe going for a double up on Saka and Martinelli and maybe yeah. getting another Brighton attacker in. Yeah. I think Brighton, I think, play Ajax a couple of days before, so might, we might be able to get a yeah. few hints into the lineups, and yeah. that's where I'm looking at the moment. Yeah. So, Brian, um, Brian play Fulham um, game week 10. Um, yes, you can look out on the team sheets. Um, with a player like Matoma, I wouldn't worry if he's not starting because he'll probably come on. Um, yeah. and he'll do well. It's Pascal Gross as well, I think, will always play and will always get returns. They're the two I yes. would consider. And for, for Arsenal, obviously, yeah, you've got a whole wealth of those attacking options there. Yeah. But I think I think that would really work out with Arsenal. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally, if I've got the money, it's tight, <laughs> but if I've got the money, Son and Pedro Neto, who's in my wildcard team, for Matoma and Saka. So it's going to be oh, great moves, if, if yeah. I could do it, I'm mm. going to do that because yeah, on paper it's a good, it's a, it's a good move. Whether it works Would, out, um, just we're digressing a bit from the disseminant mm. table. But Estupin and Joe, would you once he's back, um, mm. do you think that's too risky going forward? Given that your defense isn't playing particularly well at the I moment, d- I, um, yeah. I mean, I just think in, t- in FPL terms, there's certain attacking teams, there's certain defensive teams. Crystal Palace, as we've spoken about, invest in their defense don't particularly invest in their attack. But then Brighton, I don't touch their defence with a barge pole, <laughs> but but do um, do go for their attack because they are scoring yeah. a lot of goals. What did we see against Liverpool? Well, after a really tough away game, which they managed to draw, draw in Marseille, they faced Liverpool, who are in form at the moment. They concede two goals. They score two goals. And to be honest, they could have scored another. It could have been 3-2, which... I thought- as I thought Brighton, you were the better team. Yeah, yeah I thought as, you played really well. As a Brighton fan, FPL player, always my dream with Brighton is they win 3-2 so I can invest in the attackers that are against them and meanwhile Brighton yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I thought they played really well, though, up until, I mean, Liverpool's goals came out of nowhere, I thought, yeah. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think I think there are definite options there, but we'll see that team sheet um, in Europe um, yes. Ajax it could be the easiest game for them weirdly the way Ajax are at the moment um, and how good Athens were in yeah. their group um, but yeah so there's lots there so um, we mentioned um, Son there uh, Gross didn't get his assist for us but uh, he's always I always feel he's on the cusp of it um, especially if they need a goal or an assist um, yeah, so. him, him and Matoma are really interesting for a game week 10 wildcard. Um, I've, I've always been a bit down on Gross because he's played it right back a lot, but that isn't happening this year as much, is it, at all? Um, so maybe, yeah, given the rotation fears around Europe and things, Gross is about as nailed as you get he, in that team, is. isn't he? He very, very rarely um, um, uh, rested. Um, if he doesn't play, it's usually because he's injured, and that's exactly what's happened uh, a couple of weeks prior um, to his return. Um, so for me, if I can't afford Matoma uh, or Saka, I might look at some other options. And Gross is there. Martinelli is there. Odegaard yeah. is there. Because um, yeah. Saka obviously is giving away his penalties to Odegaard. Uh, yes. Uh, every opportunity. Uh, we've got a Doku next to Man City. Probably not looking there, um, are we, because of a rotation. Um, and yeah. there's just other, other better assets. And also Man City's fixtures turn, don't they? They've got Brighton next, which is good, good for their attackers. But then they've got Manchester United. Bournemouth is good, but then they've got Chelsea, Liverpool and Tottenham. So some tougher games. Roger will be back, though. But um, Doku is just, you know, rotation fears. 
Um, yeah, he was a sub at the weekend, wasn't yeah. he? And now you've got Grealish coming back. I think Alvarez started on the wing at the, yeah. the weekend. So there's a lot of options. Uh, now, Sterling is the hero of our assist table from game week eight. Um, returning in absolute style here. Uh, goal, two assists, absolutely massive haul. All, all points here. You and I both got rid of him <laughs> in game week. Uh, oh, the, pay, the pain. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I got him in after his 19 points, kept him for all yeah. his rubbish, yeah. and then got yeah. him for his next haul. Um, Same. Yeah. I, I don't mind because my wild card worked out. I got a green arrow, <laughs> uh, so I don't mind as much. Um, no. And also, it's one of those things. I mean, it's like, I can't predict that. He's I, I kept him for his good no. run, um, yeah. which, which, of course, Burnley was part of that. Uh, um yeah, oh, I think um, <laughs> I think I think it made absolute sense for you to sell him. It, well, it, maybe not as much for me because I wasn't on a wild card, yeah. but I had genuine concerns that he might not start, and I wasn't yeah. sure about it. And that's why I took him out. And um, it was pretty painful to watch the. Mm. I was in the park with my children and some <laughs> friends who play FPL took a particular delight in coming and reporting every single <laughs> action that yeah. he uh, scored and assisted and running yeah. over. And, and it's, yeah, it's pretty painful when you transfer. I mean, I think there's a 15 point swing on the transfer, yeah. but with the information that I had at the time, that was the position I wanted to, to try something different in and it backfired spectacularly. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure he would start. That was no. my kind of reasoning for it. But he did it. He played very well. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. So we, we move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. at Liverpool, uh, he did help us out. He did get an assist, um, which is absolutely fantastic. So he is a, a budget option at Liverpool. Um, he's looking good. He's on a lot of set pieces. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I think yeah, we spoke yeah. about him last, last week. And, yeah, uh, he's Obviously being on player. this table. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. he is an option. If you don't want to go for Salah, and you want to just sort of move, you know, get get other Liverpool assets. I mean, it's a terrible word of coverage. Well, but you know, well, the... I, I'm not going to be able. To, sorry, Joe, to interrupt, but no, I'm no, not going to be able. To, I'm, I'm I'm not going to be able to own Salah mm. um, in game week nine because there's no easy move. So I'm thinking for that punt, we might get a Liverpool Ooh. leak because it's yeah. the twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah, there might be something like. Diaz and Darwin are coming back from South America. Mm-hmm. They didn't play the last time that happened at Molyneux. So it could open up a door for a Jota or a Sabozlay or something like that mm. to try and get into that Liverpool side and hope that maybe just, look, I'm going to own Salah in game week 10 for sure, but in game week nine, maybe just going for an alternative attacker. You, you never know, it might pay off. I don't think that Everton game is going to be easy for Liverpool. No. I think Everton are looking okay at the moment, but you probably want some coverage of, the, of that attack there, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. Well, that's a good segue, about Everton because uh, you know I've been saying they're sort of championship bound for a while, but they've they've got better, um, right. yeah. and they've got and and they've got a lot of options. They've got some budget enabler options as well, which will feature mm. in our next um, table. So I've got the um, best differentials, best budget enablers. These are all under five percent owned. Um, they all offer value. So some of them obviously say Jotter's in there, seven point seven. He offers value. Because he's five million cheaper than Salah, <laughs> so if you can't get yeah. to Salah, um, and, and and that obviously goes for uh, Sabozlai, who we mentioned before, Gakpo, um, and this is their last four matches, and I've sorted this by minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, and we've got a few other um, stats in there. So top is actually Richarlison. He yeah. has scored. He has got a couple of assists last four, and his minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, is every sixty-nine minutes, which is by far the best in this table of those under 5% owned. Um, 
So um, as we said, it's, it's sort of Son Madison and a defender, isn't it? But if you if your budget is tight, I mean, team value has changed by about a million, million and a half. The players that people want over the last yes. week or so. So perhaps Madison is unaffordable now. Is Richarlison the next best? Well, just to link into the Sterling chat, that was my transfer last week. Just to oh. give everybody a laugh, it was Sterling to Richarlison. Oh, okay. um, I, I could have, I could have got Madison, um, but because I was planning this wild card in ten, I wanted to take a short-term punt on a on a low-owned pick, and I went for Richarlison. And um, I mean, he's sometimes great, he's, but he's sometimes very clumsy. And he, I mean, he, oh, I sat down and watched the Luton game on Saturday quite excited about it. And he had those two massive chances in the first five minutes. And I thought, even after kind of watching it like 30, 35 minutes or up until the sending off anyway, I thought I've made the right decision here. Richarlison looks the more threatening than than Madison. Um, albeit he is quite erratic with his finishing, but I was, I was pleasantly kind of happy with the decision that I'd made. But obviously then the... The sending off completely changed the game. I knew it as soon as he went off. I thought Richarlison's coming off here, and he did, and it kind of ruined the, the punt in a way. But I've still got him on my team, mm. and I'm gonna and I'm probably gonna keep him for Fulham. He is playing for yeah. Brazil, yeah. But they don't they don't play till the Monday night Spurs. So there's that extra recovery time once he does land back in in England. And um, yeah, I, I never mind. I mean, Richarlison gets chances in that team, and um, yeah, he won't always finish them. But um, he'll 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 have more goal threat than Madison. Mm-hmm. Okay, Madison's got more route to points, and he's probably a better long term asset. But I don't mind. I don't mind going into game week nine with Richarlison um, for that Fulham game. Yeah, um, Sukan in the live chat agrees. Good punt with Richarlison. So so close. So yeah, I mean, yeah. as as you said, Tottenham play Fulham next. Fulham at home. Um, yeah. If you've got Richarlison, keep him. And if you're looking yeah. for a one week punt, Richarlison um, could be. Yeah, that uh, that was exactly the thinking, Joe. But, yeah. And it didn't work out, and it and it and it got even worse when Sterling all came yeah. in. But that's the FBO, That's the way. It, I've been playing it for long enough, as you have, Joe. And that's yeah. just the way it goes sometimes. That just it? happens. That happens. Yeah. I yeah. You, you remember those bad ones. Um, yeah. but uh, you seem to forget the, the better ones for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, 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 they, they, they linger. But yeah, it happens happens multiple times every season, many yeah. seasons. So that's the way it is. Um, Gakpo is next on the list. So also with, I'm going to lump him in with Sabozlai in that he is 7.2 million, obviously much cheaper than Salah. He has scored two goals. He, has, uh, he hasn't got any assists, but from his two starts, um, and his minutes per expected goal involvement is also quite good at eight, every 84.7 minutes. Uh, he has created a chance as well. So, um, But I think he's, he's he's injured at the moment, but he could be back. Um, yeah. Could, could he be yeah. back as soon as, as as Everton? And could that yeah. indeed be a, a one-week punt? Yeah, I think Klopp said he had a good chance of making it back. Mm. I don't think he's gone on the internationals, so he's still recovering. Mm. But... Um, it's the kind of fixture he might play because of the the international situation and the travel yeah. for for Diaz and um, Darwin. So we need to get an update on the fitness. You want him to be you want him to be close to full fitness going yeah. into that game. But again, we'll probably get a lineup leak on that one before deadline yeah. anyway. So if he starts, then yeah, I don't dislike it for one week. Long term, I wouldn't want to hold Gakpo. But as a game week nine punt, don't dislike it. Um, and now we're getting into some real budget enabler territory. And um, even though they're not in order, these Everton players, I'm going to lump them all into the same bracket here. Because in having faith with Everton um, and Everton's fixtures next six are, if I can find them. Uh, so obviously got Liverpool next and then West Ham and Brighton. 
Crystal Palace, Manchester United and Nottingham Forest. So a real mixed bag. There's some good fixtures there for their attackers and some poor fixtures and some good fixtures for their defenders, but they don't necessarily coincide. So, for example, um, the uh, Brighton um, game um, uh, uh, in game week 11, um, that could be great for Calvert-Lewin, who destroyed Brighton last time uh, they yeah, played them. But I fancy Brighton to score, so it could be bad for their, you know, Tarkowski and other popular yeah. uh, Everton players. So we've got Calvert-Lewin, two goals across his two starts. Uh, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 92 minutes. He's the third best in our, in, in the under 5% own ones. Um and then you've got James Garner, um, 4.9 million. Um, I've, I've put him in here because if you need a budget midfielder um, who will actually play, he has been playing recently, who can get you attacking returns. Um, he's got he's, he's scored and he's got an assist. He's got 18 FPL points last four matches. Um, and um, it's a minutes per expected goal moment every 126 uh, minutes, which is which considering he's created seven chances as well. These aren't two shabby stats, really, for 4.9. No. Then we've got McNeil, 5.4 million. He has had four starts, but just the one assist, so marginally a bit less uh, than. But he does have pedigree in the FPL. And then we've got uh, the last one of these Everton players in this list is Decore, who's the one I favour. He's 5.5 million. If you don't fancy going, say, Pedro Neto, you don't fancy going for Anthony Gordon, but you want to get a reliable FPL pick who's cheap, 5.5 million, two goals um, and an assist across his four starts, 21 FPL points last four matches. Um, He basically pops up. He's got eight chances created. He's the guy that runs into the box and scores. He's the guy that, that, that gets you that... That's oh you look at the it's like oh Everton are losing uh one nil oh oh seventy eighth minute Decore goal one all yeah. now that's exactly what Decore does <laughs> um so out of all of those assets then um are are you tempted by any of them given given that Everton's speech it's sort of okay for their attackers yeah the attacks looking much better um they really underperformed in the first few weeks but the stats were always good. Even Sean Dyche spoke about XG in an interview the other day. Almost yeah. fell off my chair. Yes. But, um, so, so, yeah, you know, probably Calvert-Lewin, I think he's the most interesting mm. at 5.8 for me because it's that forward spot, which I find is a little bit easier to accommodate in my team. He's had a lot of shots. I think he's had nine shots in the last yeah. two games, more than any other player. Nobody's had more than that. I think yeah. he's level with like Richarlison and Watkins and a couple of others. But, yeah, the fixtures, I don't, I don't like them probably enough to invest because mm. I think that West Ham Palace United they well West Ham Palace anyway have got good defences yeah. at home and then the home games aren't great okay against Brighton and Man United you can score past them but they're not brilliant fixtures no. so I'm probably not looking mm. at him now but yeah um, he would probably be the one Garner um, he's been on some set pieces yeah. I think he was man of the match at the weekend mm-hmm. McNeil's just like him and Dice are just perfect for each other aren't they yeah. just puts so many crosses into the box. But I'm with you, Joe. I think if I was going to pick a midfielder, it'd be Decore because yeah. of that goal threat. Yeah, so. I think when he... Um, he was at Watford, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was, yeah. And I remember I got him in um, at the beginning of the season because he was so cheap. And it was that season... Remember, he scored every week for like the first yeah. five weeks. And I, yeah. I think I got one of those goals because he was on my bench. And that's the thing with these yeah. players. You can... You can obviously bench them, but they come with a risk because you might, you know, you need, but that's what you need. So say if you're coming off the international break, your player's not playing, um, you need your good first sub. Decore is that ban. Um, yeah, suddenly 
Looking at this table, Joe, the takeaway is there's suddenly quite a few midfielders at 4.95 million who actually I wouldn't mind playing. And that that's come at a really good time because if we're trying to get Salah, Son, and you want to keep with Haaland, which a lot of people do, you probably need a slot like this. And so... um, We'll talk about the other names, but there's there's yeah. three or four on there around that price that I actually quite like. So, well, it's it's a good segue into those that want to go for three four three, um, mm. and so instead of getting Archer, for example, as as your as your third um, unplayable striker, really, you're going yeah. for one of these four point nine guys and from better teams, from yeah. better teams, right. yeah. um, who can be a great and much better first sub. Um, and yeah. then you can invest in some uh, of extra strikers. So maybe you can get Watkins, Haaland and another. And another is here in this list, fourth on the list. Wilson at Newcastle, under 5% owned because of, you know, injuries, um, rotation with Isaac. Isaac obviously is very well owned, much uh, as a higher ownership. Um, yeah, and so not on this table but and a great option. But Wilson, 7.8 million. Um, scored three goals across his two starts, 18 FPL points, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 112 minutes, which is pretty good. Um, and his uh, 0.32 ex- expected goals um, uh, involvement delta, which means he's pretty much on, on par what he's doing there. Um, so, and he's actually create, um, and he hasn't created any any chances. So that's what you get. You're just getting a goal machine there. Um, so yeah, exactly what backs up what you're saying. If you, th- this table is, screams three four three maybe yeah i mean there's definitely been a move away from the three five two over the past couple of weeks i'm seeing more and more teams pop up with three strikers the the only the off the off-putting thing for newcastle is just that rotation with isak and um they play palace when we get back but then there's dortmund Mm. and then it's wolves and so who plays what isak picked up a bit of a knock in his last match but i think he's gone away on international duty with sweden um, you would think he would play Dortmund, the yeah. big Champions League match. So does Wilson play Palace and Wolves? Does he play one of those? I mean, if there was a nailed Newcastle striker, he would be in everybody's teams yeah. because of the numbers that they put up. But it is just that that week-to-week uncertainty, which I don't really like. No. Uh, and also the Newcastle features, they are a bit patchy, really. Um, yeah. So Crystal are. Palace, tougher defence. Wolves, you know, you expect to get something there. But then they've got Arsenal, Um uh, which of course Man City failed to score against. And then they got Bournemouth, much better. Chelsea, Manchester United. So, but they're not great mm. fixtures. It's not. No. They've just sort of come to the end of their their yeah. great fixture run. Um, really. I don't think I. I don't think I'll own Trippier on a wild card. I've been no. looking at some drafts, and uh, I can see why people will. Keep, I mean, he's done amazing over the past yeah. four games. But I'm just looking at those fixtures, and yeah, I'd want him for Wolves. I'd want him for mm. Bournemouth. But there are certainly fixtures that I, that I'm not so keen on him for. Mm. And he and it's very hard to get Trippier into a team when you yes. want Salah, Son, Haaland. So um, yeah, he might have to be the the player that but I that I that I don't have. We, we, um, we, we spoke card. about it last week because I had exactly the same issue. My wild card, my game week eight wild card, and 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 that was um, looking at that, um, just looking at how I'm going to fit everyone in. And I basically came down to Watkins v Trippier. I could get Alvarez and Trippier, but I couldn't get Watkins and Trippier. And certainly, if you're going three three four three, um, it, it's even trickier to get all yeah. of those in. But um, I, right. yeah, and that's what decision made. So I could have gone the other way and other people did um, trip you. And obviously you're going to get more points. You're going to get those bonus points. You're going to get the odd assist. Um, but yeah, um, 
yeah, I, I would imagine as a Villa fan, you probably have more faith in Watkins. Um, I certainly yeah, do. I mean, yeah, he's just the, the main man for us there and he'll, he'll continue ticking along. Um, given the fixtures, he could do really well as well over yeah. the next four or five weeks. Wow. Okay, so next name on the list um, is Suchek at West Ham, 4.9 million. Uh, two goals across his four starts, 19 FPL points across that time. Um, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 130 minutes. Uh, he's created a couple of chances too. Um, I think I've spoken about this a lot. I got Suchek in a couple of seasons ago when he joined um, as a first sub. And because my team was so rubbish at that time and I had injuries, I ended up having to play him. And like Decore, I got his points. And Suchek, for many, will be the player that got away all those goals but he's basically he's a David Moyes player massive bloke <laughs> gets in the way and scores from set pieces and runs into the box and looks menacing um so yeah Suchek I I, I think he's a great enabler I think I, I he's one of my my favorites if you're going to go for a midfield enabler yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I was exactly the same, Joe. I owned him when he first yeah. came into the division yeah. and he was such a threat from set pieces. Didn't do much at all last year, but recently he's started to score quite a few in Europe and he scored um, He mm. scored at the weekend, didn't he? Now, I kind of looked into it a bit because I was like, why is this, why is he suddenly scoring? And, and his position has actually changed and Moyes spoke about it after the game at the weekend against Newcastle and he said in the last two games we've tried to get him higher up the pitch and he's actually been interchanging with James Ward-Prowse a bit mm -hmm. so Ward-Prowse was playing as that 10 role before or maybe a bit deeper than that but he was the advanced midfielder Salchek and him have been swapping a bit more and that's you saw from the first goal that he was he was right in the box and he was capitalising on the Pope error um, when it was put in, into the box for him so if he's playing a different role and he's playing much closer to goal, 4.9 million, given West Ham's fixtures, yeah. which are about to get really good, I don't think you can go wrong with them, really, if that role continues. Uh, yeah, so West Ham's fixtures, they are second um, in terms of difficulty behind Villa um, in terms of the next six fixtures. They've got Villa next, but then they've got Everton, Brentford, Nottingham Forest, Burnley and Crystal Palace. So it's a good run of fixtures there for uh, for West Ham um, there there is another name that has emerged who is also 4.9 million in midfield and in the live chat Kamsi has appeared and said uh, that this particular player he feels is better than Suchek at that price and that is Cole Palmer, Palmer. Um, yep. he, he's had two starts um, he has scored um, and he has two assists over that period he's created six chances uh, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 190 minutes, and so not as good as some of the others. Um, but nevertheless, X-Man City guy, he looks to be pretty nailed um, in the Chelsea squad. I think he may be carrying a knock or an injury um, from that, but we've spoken about Chelsea's fixtures, probably not looking at investing, but as a first sub. Now, yeah. I, I was uh, watching Cheltenham score instead of Chelsea uh, at that time, so I was a bit... So I was very surprised when I saw that Palmer took the penalty. What, what's the situation? Is, is Palmer on penalties for Chelsea? Well, we don't know. I mean, it was a we put him in the scout picks last week because we thought 4.9 starting for Chelsea at Burnley. Great option. Not for one second did we think he would yeah. step up and take a penalty. So that was a nice surprise. But yeah, I think he's a great... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he scored. So there's yeah. a good chance he takes the next one, I suppose. <laughs> um, Enzo had missed before that, hadn't he? You've got Unkunku to come back into that team yeah. who's taken penalties before. But I don't know how close he is. It, I don't think it's imminent him coming back anyway. But he played on the right wing. I've just been writing about him for scout and looking 
looking at his stats and stuff and everything looks really good for him. Um, he set up Jackson's goal at the weekend as well after scoring from the penalty spot. Yeah, what 4.9 million player. If you've got a player starting for Chelsea, yeah. he's 4.9, um, who's that advanced. We're expecting Chelsea to improve under Pochettino. Okay, the fixtures aren't great, but you're not going to play Palmer at 4.9 every single week. He's probably going to be a rotation option. Yeah. And there is, and, and it, is, it feels like quite an exciting pick if you can tap into that attack. For, yeah, I mean, it's, for it's the fixtures are a slight one, but there are some um, potential for, for attacking returns there. So you've got Arsenal next, then Brentford, Tottenham, Manchester City's tough, Newcastle stuff, then Brighton, who we spoke about the defence uh, length. So there's definitely. Uh, times you could play him and what a great first sub um, there mm. um, and yeah I think we've uh, in the live chat uh, Williams Tropical Farm has been on um, good to see the Tropical Farm in the live chat uh, it says Palmer is very cheap after fixtures it will be 5.3 um, yeah basically he's one of those players I I was quite surprised that he was only 4.9 because I hadn't yeah. I haven't bothered looking at Chelsea, uh, Chelsea players too much and hadn't bothered looking at Palmer um, and then when I saw that it was 4.9, I was surprised. I thought he was going to be oh. sort of starting at 6 million or something, 5.5. I know he was, well, he was, well, he was yeah, he was priced, yeah, he was priced up as a City player, wasn't he? Yeah. And um, I suppose he was very well, far down the pecking order yeah. there. Although he had played in, yeah, he did play in the Community Shield for them, the didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, well, well, for our advantage now, if we get a nailed stro- um, forward in that Chelsea side who's a midfielder yeah. at 4.9 in FPL. I mean, that's going to yeah. be a real enabler. Yeah. The whole point of this table is to identify those players yeah. and he could be that 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 key player out of all of the names here. Yeah, so, so there's lots of lots of bargains there. So, and then we've got some interesting strikers as well. Um, we've got Solanke at Bournemouth, 6.4, uh, and Brozier, 4.9 million. I think Brozier, like Jackson, they're going to suffer from rotation yeah. a lot and they're not long-term picks um, but Solanke at 6.4 um, just just scored that one goal um, and his expected minutes per expected so his minutes per expected goal involvement non penalty is not actually that good at 223 minutes um, but nevertheless you know secure starter Bournemouth's fixtures um, a little better um, so they've got Wolves and Burnley next that's a nice nice little run um, there then they do have Man City um, Newcastle poor and then Sheffield United and then Villa poor again for them. So they've got some good fixtures um, in there as well. Um, but I do think um, uh, Sankey could be an option if you, you're looking to save a bit of money on perhaps your second striker. Um, Gordon as well, 5.6 million. I think if he wasn't suspended, I'd probably got him in on my wild card. Yeah. I went for Neto instead. But um, I think Gordon is there, um, is a good option. But it's that next name here is Huang at Wolves, um, 5.4 million. He's a midfielder, but he's basically their striker. Neto is the guy assisting him, and he is getting goals. So four starts, three goals. Um, his minutes per expected goal involvement, though, every 288 minutes, and his expected goal involvement delta suggests that two of those goals were slightly overperformed. Uh, he's yeah. he, he should have scored one goal over that period instead of three. But nevertheless, 5.4 million... Um, he's a good option as well. Do you think? Well, I think he scored five goals this this season, and they've come, it's come from twelve shots in total. So obviously that isn't sustainable long term. But you've got a player who's very confident at the moment, and um, we saw a bit with Awanihi. He wasn't shooting yeah. much for a while, and he continued to rack up the points. Eventually, it will stop because you can't carry on 
scoring with every other shot like Wang's doing. But um, Wolves, I mean, we've they've been the goals imminent poster boys, haven't yeah. they, really, for, yeah, yeah. for this year, Joe? Every yeah. week there's three, four names popping mm. up from Wolves. They're shooting a lot more under Gary O'Neill. They're not the Wolves of last year where they, yeah. where they didn't offer much in attack at all. I still prefer... Your player, you've got Joe Neto. I yeah. think anybody who what think anybody who watches Wolves games would pick Neto because he's so exciting to watch. He's their best player. Yeah. But Huang is the he's out of position. Um, he is going to be getting on the end of those mm. chances. But I I do worry about that. How if that output can continue, yeah, considering the, that he's not shooting much? I mean, uh, out of, for the expected goal involvement delta, as in over or under performance, there's a few. It's sort of it, McNeil was underperformed by 1.44, but the rest of yeah. them aren't that extreme. There's a very slight under. They're basically doing what they should be doing. Um, but then you get to Hwang and it's, it's well over two, just over two. Yeah. So it says to me, it's not sustainable. So yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Neto's gone. Mm. Well, I, I definitely agree with you because Neto's in my team. Yeago yeah. <laughs> um, has appeared in the live chat. So I just, just to sort of, um, it's a, it's a, we'll have some questions at the end, but I'll just answer this one. Um, and put it to you as well um, that he's gambled on Darwin um, so did, did, would he keep or sell um, or who would be a decent replacement this is going to depend on your position so if you're going to wild card in game week 10 I'd probably just keep um, if you are um, or you might want to take a punt on one of these other strikers and you might also get some team news in um, but I would wait until possible team news leaks on Saturday but I think Darwin's a great option. He's a player that yeah, other do. people yeah. are looking to get in. He's to keep yeah. for me. Um, Absolutely. Liverpool, yeah. got Everton, Nottingham Forest, both at home. Then they've got Luton and Brentford. Man City, that's tough in game week 13. Then Fulham. And it's a great run, really, apart from the City game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Darwin, it, well, if you're looking for a 3-4-3, which we're talking about here, or even a 3-5-2, you know, not going for Watkins or Alvarez and just having Darwin and uh, Haaland up front, that's a great option. Or if you want to go hard on list, which I wouldn't advise, but if you want to, um, he's another option, isn't he? So, yeah, Darwin is... I mean, is, are you tempted to get him in on your Game Week 10 wildcard? Perhaps, yeah. I think Game Week 9 is the risk, isn't it, with the, the early kickoff? Game Week 10, I think that he's... Um, his performances and his impact when he plays in games this year has pushed yeah. him ahead of Gakpo yeah. as that central striker. Yeah, he's not going to play every game no. because... There's too many good players there. They're going to rotate, but I think he'll play most of the games. And we've seen even with Darwin coming off the bench this year, the impact that he can have at Newcastle, for example, when he scored a brace in the dying minutes. So, yeah, he's a player. Again, he's that, you know, I need to make up some ground and um, he's the type of explosive player that um, he is cap more than capable in that Liverpool side of scoring a hat-trick in a game and um, and delivering consistent returns. So I, I love him. I'd absolutely, I would not sell him. Even if no. he's benched, um, I would try and find a way of keeping hold yeah. of him. Yeah. Um, even if you start him and he's benched, you know, if you could get, you know, 25, 30 minutes off him, maybe even more if it isn't going Liverpool's way at half time. I think that Diaz came on at half time at Wolves yeah. after the international mm -hmm. break recently. So Klopp isn't afraid to mix it up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely hold him. Yeah. Definitely. OK, so what we're going to do now, we're going to ch chat about our teams, how we got on and what our plans are um, for uh, game week nine. Uh, sort of early thoughts about that. Um, and so, meanwhile, could you put your live, your 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 chats in the live, your chats. 
I'll get it right this time. Can you put your questions in the live chat um, and put a question mark at the end of them so I can clearly see them and then we'll read those out at the end. We'll answer as many questions as we can. Um, so, Tom, let's put your team up on the screen. Um, so you've oh, spoken a bit about what you've done. Um, <laughs> Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Um, so your, your move was Sterling to Richarlison. Um, but if you could mm. just go through your team and uh, what your plans are for game week nine. Yeah, so um, poor week. I got 41 points, I think. Um, wasn't really the defence at fault. I had Anana who blanked in goal with two points, but Tarkowski, Gehi and Udogi, Udogi, sorry, they all returned. Um, a couple of them got bonus. So the, the defence actually performed well last week, but it was the midfield which let me down, which was Umbomo got two, Bruno Fernandes got two, Son got six as the captain, Rashford got two and Richarlison got one. And both my forwards, Alvarez and Haaland, blank for City, which was always going to be a tricky yeah. fixture at uh, Arsenal. Uh, and then on the bench, uh, Ariola, Cher, uh, Archer and uh, Saliba, who surprisingly got the clean mm. sheet as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to wild card. I think the initial... Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't like wild carding after a bad week because I, it sometimes it makes me play a bit too safe. So I like trying to wild card if I could come off a good week. So I'm not going to wild card mm -hmm. in game week nine. It does make more sense for my team in game week 10 anyway. All of the fixture swings we've spoken about in this show so far, it points towards game week 10. Um Obviously, the Richarlison punt yeah. didn't come off, but I'm, I'm going to probably keep him for for game week nine. Um, so I'm probably looking at a punt. Um, and I'm not quite sure what that's going to be yet. Mm. It might, I say a punt, and it doesn't necessarily lead you towards a defender, but defence is probably the weakest area yeah. of my team this week. Yeah, I'm currently you... playing Saliba. So. Yeah, so you've got... Um... So Arsenal play uh, Chelsea. So, Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah. So you're going into that with um, Saliba, Adogi, and then and then did share and share. Yeah. yeah. So there's your three there, and then uh, everyone else has great fixtures. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that is the, that's. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Joe. You were going to say. I was going to say, wouldn't be the end of the world if you just did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 bound, I'm sure I'll do something. Um, Saliba is the one which I'm kind of thinking is there like a high upside wing back, full back or yeah. something, which I could, or a team, you know, with a weakness at defending set pieces or mm. something like that. Could you go for a centre back? Mm. That's probably it. I don't think I want to switch any of my midfielders. And Bomo plays Burnley, Fernandez and Rashford play Sheffield United, mm. Son and Richarlison play Fulham. Alvarez, if there's a bit of a risk with him mm. coming back from Argentina and I get a hint that maybe he won't start, that could be a position which I could do something in. Yeah. I think I've got two two million in the bank oh, as well, great. so I can go quite a bit higher. Any, any striker, um, yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. For instance, if we got wind that Gakpo was going to start mm. for Liverpool, that could be a, a slot for somebody like that. Um, if we thought that Callum Wilson was going to play yeah. against Palace, that could be something like yeah. that. So um, again, it's probably at the back or up front. So have, where you, got two, have you got two million? About that, yeah. I forget how much exactly. Right. What have we got I, planned? <laughs> I would get Trippier in for one yeah, week. Yeah, I looked at that. I mean, that is possible. So to double on the Newcastle yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. defense, it, it's it's easily doable. They're playing Crystal um, Palace, so you could get double clean sheets. Trippier will then get three bonus, and he could get an assist. 
That could be yeah. Monster Hall. Yeah, it, it, so so that's a, a real possibility. I did actually play around with that move last yeah. night, and and it's and it's definitely doable. And I think it even leaves quite a bit in the bank. So it's um, I'm not going to get priced out of that move. So yeah, a defender or a forward punt is most likely. Yeah. The only reason I'd take Alvarez out is if we got definite news that he wasn't going to play because it's a good fixture if he does. Yeah, it's so a, it's, um, he's probably probably the second best striker to have this week. Uh, yeah. Not. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I would definitely do because you've got, um, you know, it, it, you've got two million in the bank. So any of your defenders, whoever you don't want to play, can be there. And yeah, having that share and Trippier double up in Newcastle defender, I think that's that. It, I mean, it's not, it's not. It doesn't sound that exciting, but that could get you the most points. Yeah, I was thinking that, Joe. I thought exactly the same. Mm. Do I want to? You kind of want to go for the pump, which. Yeah is more under the radar. But then I look at my team, I've already got a lot of punts in there. Yeah. I've got Richarlison, I've yeah. got double Man United yeah, yeah. midfield, which is a punt. I've got Mbomo, which most people have yeah. sold. There are there are punts already there. So maybe going for the safer move and covering that potential Trippier Hall against the Palace. I was looking at some stats yesterday and Palace, I think, have conceded second most crosses from Trippier's side mm-hmm. over the last four weeks than, than anybody else. So he's going to get opportunities to put balls into the box. And when he does that, there's a good chance of an assist. So, um, yeah, that might be the most uh, sensible move um, for me. And um, yeah. I just hope that I can get my first green arrow, I think, since yeah. game week three right. and start start the recovery. So Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, already some comments in the live chat say this team's really well set up. So, mm. you know, ignore ignore what you got last week. This is absolutely... Well, you have to a bit, don't you? This yeah, is like the yeah. scout picks for game week nine. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been saying that. The funny thing is, Joe, we've been looking at my team over the past few weeks, yeah. and I think we've had, a, we thought that looks pretty strong for this week. We've been yeah. struggling to make moves some weeks, and it just hasn't performed. Yeah. I've been let down by the United midfielders. That's what it really yeah. comes down to, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just not the week to take them out. No. So, okay, let's move on to my team. Let's move on to a better team. A better yeah. team. So I wildcarded <laughs> last week, so it should be better. So if it'd be, I'll be very annoyed yeah. if, it, if, it, if it wasn't better than my previous team. Um, so yeah, but I got I got seventy three uh, points and shot up a million. But as we've talked yeah. about, I've been going up a million, down a million every week. Just so happens. So I'm really hopeful. Game week nine, I can not go down another million. And just no, I, I, I would be I'd be no. delighted with a grey arrow because I'm like three hundred k or something in the well. I just want to oh, stay right. there just for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that that'll do me. But what what I liked was um, as opposed to my previous team where I've been relying on one or two players, like say Ferguson getting me good return. I got lots of points from I've got I got small amounts of points from lots of players which I like. So Turner. Uh, Porro, Anderson, Madison, Salah, obviously Neto, Watkins, all returned for me, um, and so that's that's what I liked about it. The, the typical Dullard team. So I I I had Turner in goal, Porro, Cash, Anderson, uh, Madison, Son, Neto, Salah, who I captained after that that video I did, uh, Bowen, Watkins, and Harland. On my bench, Ariola, uh, Burn, uh, Archer. And Lamptey, I went for Tarek Lamptey, cheap, um, and he's going to get the old games. And he, he's looked really good when he's on, but he's not yeah. going to, if he plays midweek, he's not going to play the weekend. If he's rested midweek, he probably will play the weekend 
Um, yeah, he was rested at the weekend, wasn't he? He wasn't yeah, yeah. injured. They were just they were just being careful with him. They were him. just being right. careful with him. Um, he's come back from a long injury. Um, but whenever he has played this season, he's been really good. Um, yeah. And so, you know, he he was the, you know, original right back. <laughs> Not original right back for Brian, but, but in recent years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was, you know, he's a, a good player. So um, good to have him in. And I, I, one of the reasons I, I knew I wouldn't, it was starting to stop me tripling up on Brighton <laughs> because it's so tempting to as a Brighton fan. But I, I only, I, I, as in like going for like a gross Matoma and March or something like that, I wanted to stop myself doing that. <laughs> so Lamptey's there to stop that. But I do think he's a good good bench option as well. I, I, I'll probably very rarely use him. Um, so um, my plans for this week is really, really simple is to hold. Um, and I'm going to swap Anderson for Burn. Anderson, my first sub. Burn will come in um, for Newcastle. Yeah. And I'm going to switch the captain to Haaland. Haaland against Brighton. Just basically target Brighton. Brighton against these, you know, sensational strikers um, is so far with Watkins, Salah. Will Haaland be next? I mean, this is the way to do the captaincy at the moment. How many people mm. own Watkins? I wish they captained him, you know, in hindsight after his 23-point haul against Brighton. But, yeah, home against uh, uh, Brighton. I've got to go for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm all in all pretty pretty happy with the World Cup. Um, and, um, yeah, it looks, it looks great. I mean, there's there's no surgery obviously needed coming off the back of a, a very strong week. And, um, yeah, the, the, there's very little to do there. You've got Turner, I presume, playing goal for his nice home fixture against Luton. Yep. Um, I mean that that goalkeeper rotation. When I looked at it originally, obviously it's bargain basement, isn't it? And yeah. I kind of looked at it and thought, saw a few wildcard teams, and I thought, oh, could do you need a four point five? But I don't think you do because I think you've got such value with Ariola at, right. at um, yeah. West Ham getting a starting keeper for what four point two million. It's yeah. brilliant, and uh, even if Turner loses his place, which I'm not sure if that'll happen anytime soon no. because they they kept a clean sheet, haven't they? Yeah. Kept a couple recently. So uh, why would you, why would you change that? So mm. yeah, it enables it enables you to get your sons, your Salas, your Harlands, etc. And so yeah, really good. And um, yeah, I mean West Ham as well. Their fixtures they've got Villa next, but then okay. is Ariola time because he's got yeah. Everton, Brentford, Nottingham Forest, Burnley, and Crystal Palace. So I'll just play him all the way through that. Um, yeah, Turner as, as as the backup. Um, and I, I like, I went for Bowen. I just, I, just, yeah. I could have gone for, say, Ward Prowse, but West Ham's fixtures, they're second um, in the fixture difficulty for the next six, uh, Villa, but then they got that, that, as we just said, Everton, Brentford, Forest, Burnley, and Crystal Palace. Um, they're great, great from an attacking point of view as well. Yeah. And I think, but I'm, I'm assuming Bowen will probably be, if not in your wild card in game week 10, it, if highly considered in your wild card. Yeah, he's definitely on the the kind of the short list for a place. Yeah, um, yeah Everton, Brentford, Forest, Burnley is a great run, isn't he? Yeah, uh, isn't it? Isn't it? And I do prefer I do prefer him to, to Ward Prowse. I, I like mm-hmm. seeing Caduce score at the weekend. I think he's a player yeah, who can yeah. be. There is talk of how are they going to get him into the team? He's too good not to play. And there was some talk that he'll move on to the flank and Bowen will then be the centre forward for them, which would be really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of Antonio, but yeah, I think Bowen is is that nailed on player that you want in your team. So yeah, he, he yeah, there's a good chance he'll be in my wild card. No. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, let's move on to um, we'll, we'll firm up our plans next week on there, but you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the international break, but we'll, we'll um, come to those live chat questions uh, now. Um, so, one I've seen here from uh, Mark, um, uh, he's going to be selling a one year who's injured now, I believe, um, yeah. but I don't know if it's long term. Um, who would be the best cheap forward to buy, depending, depending on how much you've got. Um, Alvarez, I think, is a good option. Um, while KDB's out, he's always going to play, um, but he might not get the minutes, perhaps international duty, but he should do. Um, I still think he's a good option if you can. We mentioned Solanke as well. A lot, a lot, I think a lot's going to depend if you want long term or short term. Um, mm. So if you want um, more long term, just if you can afford it, don't mess around. Just go for Alvarez, Watkins, Darwin Nunes. Go for one of the bit, the, the big lads. But if you if if you want a short term punt, then there's that. But I don't know if you had anyone in particular in mind. Game week nine. If you can't get to the guys that you just said, Joe, then and you've if you've got what like five and a half, six million or something. Yeah. I think Alwani he's a bit more than that, isn't he? But yeah, if you've only six, got six, I think oh, yeah. probably Calvert Lewin. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he would be okay. The, the the fixtures are getting a bit more difficult, but he's 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 the focal point there. He's the main man, and um, he was unfortunate not to return at the weekend. I thought so. If you've got about six million, he would probably be the forward I'd be looking at. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Um, just finding some questions. Uh, um, Lots of lots of more statements. Chatsport Porro is the most exciting right back in the game. Uh, Marco saying Wilson is great. Oh, uh, Snedevil has asked, what about March's position? Uh, will he continue there? So he played yeah. a left back. Um, mm. uh, he, while a stupid Stupinan is the left back, but while a Stupinan is out, um, March and Igor are both um, options there. March did used to play at left back um, under Chris Hutton, I think it was. So he's no stranger to that role. He he used to be a bit like Pascal Gross. March could play attacking midfield, could play on the wing. Sometimes he could play as centre forward. He could play a left back. I mean, he could play loads of different places. Um, and he does he does a job. So will he say then no? Because the stupid ants there. So March will continue to be an option on the wing, um, at the right back um, there. So um, let's have a look here. Um, oh yeah, some questions really about the. Uh, uh, Brentford grow, uh, goalkeeping situation. So Flecken is injured, or no, he's got some illness, but yeah. doesn't doesn't look like he's going to be back and for for a number of weeks. Um, so the backup is Strakosha, who's three point yeah. nine. So he, so you could be looking at a short term three point nine million starting goalkeeper who's playing Burnley next, then Chelsea, West Ham, a couple of tough fixtures with Liverpool, Arsenal, and then Luton in game fourteen. Should should he retain his place for that long? Um, but yeah, I mean, would it be an option short term, possibly three point nine? Yeah, we need to get an update on on Fleck, and it was it was illness, but there was there wasn't really like a time frame put on it. Um, Strakosha did okay. I don't think he was brilliant at no. Old Trafford. I, I think I didn't see all of the game, but I'm sure I read a report when they said his distribution was quite poor. Um, so it's a bit risky. You wouldn't want to be going in with Strakosha as your only goalkeeper. But if you've got another playing goalkeeper, then don't mind it. I just don't really, I don't really see it as a long-term thing. Because Flecken's been really poor, hasn't he, since he's come in as well. I think, but, I think I've read statistically he's been the worst. Yeah, yeah, he's been, I mean, he's just not looking confident at all. Um, 
So, yeah, but but you would think that they're not going to... I mean, Strakosha became from Lazio, wasn't it, I think? I mean, he's obviously yeah. talented keeper, mm. but it, it's very hard to read, and, and I can't really say if he's going to hold on to his place yet. We need to see... We need to see what happens in the next game and see what Frank says about it and how much confidence he's got in Flecken. I can't see him just suddenly dropping Flecken. You, no. you know, he's probably going to want to keep the faith a bit longer. You know, having brought him in in the summer. So. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, Flecken's not not a keeper I, I've gone for. Um, I think it's quite good in the in the members area of fantasy football scan. Sometimes sometimes I do these little tables when you know people can <laughs> stomach the boredom of me doing goalkeeper tables. But um, to find out, and, and there's some good stats in there, you know, about, you know, you know, the, not just how many saves they make, but how many sort of ac- goals they're actively preventing. And that's a good way of yeah. gauging, you know, keepers who are going to make good saves and also are going to get bonus points. And Flecken was nowhere near it. In fact, he was the worst yeah. Yeah. by a number of metrics in that. Um, meanwhile, you've got the likes of Ariola, who's one of the best, who's 4.2, who after Villa has got Everton, Brentford. I mean, I keep repeating these fixtures: Everton, Brentford, Forest, Burnley, Crystal Palace are great fixtures from a defensive point of view. I just wouldn't mess around. Just, I mean, uh, there's a feeling of like, oh, Ariola may be boring, template pit, but you know, he's probably the best, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I'm just look, I'm just looking at the XG prevented table now for yeah. keepers and, and Fleck in his bottom, oh, and right. it's no surprise, and it's no surprise on Arna's second worst and and Ramsdale. Who's been dropped is yeah. is third worst, and then at the other end you've got Ariola, you've got um, Neto from yeah, uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth and Saar from Wolves, and Leno from Fulham. Yeah, and so um, yeah, it's quite a handy handy table to yeah. to plug in occasionally and just have a look at. Yeah, I mean, it, it, almost like all the clean sheets and stuff, but Leno, Neto are are good keepers. So mm. even if they concede, they're still going to get you know. Time and time again, I've said it. It's the David James at Portsmouth principle of goalkeepers. Good goalkeeper, bad defence is actually FPL yeah. gold because they make a lot yeah, of saves and, uh, and get bonus. And West Ham's defence, they have been conceding a lot of chances and they've yeah. been relying on Ariola to, to bail them out. They're traditionally an OK defence, but um, yeah, I can see him picking up quite a few points on this next fixture run because Fabianski is being preferred in Europe, isn't he? Yeah. So. Uh, Williams Tropical Farm asks Colwell to Gabriel, um, yeah, I think an Arsenal defender is is a good option, yeah. especially from game week ten onwards. Fixtures get better. Um, I still want to get one more game of party playing, and to just to check because I've because I got Gabriel in game week one, so I've got PTSD yeah. from Gabriel, <laughs> so I need convincing. <laughs> but yes, in principle, Coldwater to Gabriel is a great move. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think I think White's been playing really well at right back recently. Yeah. Saliba is probably the best defender in the league at the moment. He's mm. been excellent, yeah. and it's and it you know they're coming off the back of a win against City when they haven't yeah. conceded, mm. and so I'd be now Zinchenko's fit and playing regularly. That mm. back four, which is last season's back yeah. four, really, um, it seems um, it seems pretty settled for now. And um, you never know what's around the corner, but I think I've, I, I put Gabriel on my watch list for that game week ten wildcard because. Given how much he's dropped, what is he, 4.7 now? Yeah. I think that's really good value. Yeah. Um, uh, Eunice asks Madison and Son, or Madison and Richarlison. So we have spoken about that. Um, I think I think the doubling up on Spurs um, midfield was a better option last week on paper than it is going forward because the fixtures, perhaps there's better options in terms of Saka at Arsenal. 
and, and that's mm. personally the move I'm going to make in game week 10 if I can um, is um, Son to Saka um, yeah I think they're both great options Son and Madison and it's not really it's not really any, any slant on them by me saying that it go for one it's just that there is that many other appealing yeah. midfielders as well that it's hard to accommodate two Spurs yeah. mids it could pay off I mean they, it's good for Fulham isn't it mm. but then Palace Chelsea Wolves Villa Man City one of those might be the better one to go for given that yeah you're going to want to plug into that arsenal attack for yeah. sheffield united and burnley home games yeah um, i mean Eunice has said that he feels that madison is the one that's most essential um no one's essential obviously but and a bit um, cheaper yeah long it's cheaper and long term long term madison's the one because he, he's got roots to points there goals and assists um, there, um, Marco. But for asked... people, um, so sorry, Jen, no, just for, for the people, for the people who are chasing, I'd probably say Son in terms of an explosive mm. asset who can go and get in a hat yeah. trick. I mean, we are. It's been a hard season for me, but it's actually really exciting because there's so many different options that you mm. can go for. Even in that Spurs team, there's Madison, there's yeah. Son, there's Richarlison. If you want to go for something completely differential, and and the Man United midfielders have been cast aside, but they've got good fixtures coming up. So there are. It's not like we're just stuck to like quite a small no. player pool this year. There's quite a few options, isn't there? No. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. There's, there's um, a huge number of uh, players that have get, scored over 50 points so far at the game week eight mark, which is which is a good going, very consistent returns there. Um, but I do think, um, so if you're wildcarding this week, next week, or you haven't wildcarded, what, whatever, but you, in terms of price points, have a son stroke Arsenal midfielder price point in your team. So if you've got Salah or whatever, you've got, you know, perhaps players like Bowen or Madison or whoever, make sure you've got a player that's a sort. So I I want a slot in my team where I can always get Son if I want to. Yeah. And so, so I've got Son at the moment. I'm going to probably move him to Saka. Then I'm quite happy to go. And you've got, and that's what you were saying. We've, there's so many options. We can't fit them all in. No. So you you have to look at the price point and just go well. Look, I'm just gonna just gonna hop 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 on and hop off due to the fixtures. Yeah, um, yeah. that's the way. And so and sometimes it will go. I mean, yeah, sometimes it will go wrong. I mean, we're selling good players this year, yeah. aren't we? You know, I sold yeah. Sterling last week, and um, there's been other instances. I sold Saka a few weeks mm. back, and you sell it, and it's never nice. But that's I'm just playing the fixtures really. I think and. Um, Hopefully, over a longer period of time, that will pay off. Um, Marco uh, also asked about um, from game week ten, who's a better option, Bowen or Trippier? That's that's quite tough because Trippier is always a good option. But in terms of fixtures, Bowen has better fixtures, and Moyes has yeah. said is said that during games he will play Bowen up front. Antonio is not yeah. going to last ninety minutes. Bowen will yeah. play up front. Yeah, you look at those Newcastle fixtures, and um, so from game week ten. Um, they've got uh, they've got Wolves first, which is obviously a really good fixture. But then then they play Arsenal, yeah. then Bournemouth, which is good. But then it's Chelsea and Man United, and mm. so the home games for Newcastle. Bear in mind they've got Champions League mm. in and around that as well. Some very tough Champions yeah. League matches, although they made it look easy so far against PSG. But tough matches. They've got Dortmund still to come. So I think I'd go for for Bowen out of the two then. Um, out of, out of the two offense if it's a straight shootout there's obviously a bit of a price difference although not that much now is no, it no. so yeah uh, mark a asks about uh Jao pedro is he worth it for the fixtures so okay all brighton players yeah. are are rotation risks so you have to you have to if you're so i got ferguson in and i bought into the ferguson 
um, narrative, which is, yeah, he could get you some amazing returns if he plays, but he might get hooked to 45 minutes. He might not even start. Same for Pedro. He might get you two goals. He might get a score penalty, might assist one, or he might, might start, might not. I mean, that's what you're buying into. So if you're going to go for a Brighton attacker, that's what you're buying into. Matoma and Gross are probably the most nailed. So they're the ones to consider, I would say. Um, uh, there's some, obviously more statements, um, lots more about um, Son and um, Madison. So yeah, obviously both great assets, but I prefer Madison long-term. Um, yeah. uh, oh, Williams Tropical Farmers has noted that Eden Hazard has retired today at 32. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Never got rested. Absolute FPL legend. Uh, but yeah. he never got rested is perhaps the key. Um, there um yeah i can remember some great hauls from hazard and you know captaining him for hat tricks and things like i think it was a hat trick or was it a brace he got but anyway i can remember there's a couple of moments which really were kind of big moments in mini leagues when he when he uh, produced okay and i think we've got all the questions there lots more sorts of statements really um liam pointing out that um wish people would stop saying that Wolves is a good fixture. You won't get that here, although we might have said that occasionally. Um, I think I just said that was a good fixture. You just said that, sorry. <laughs> but, but we, we are the, we've been championing Wolves players all, se- yeah. all, all season on the Goals Eminent mm. video. Um, I, I kind of meant more, well, I suppose, yeah. I said it was good for good fixture for Trippier, but everything which we've learned this year has told yeah. us that going to Wolves, they tend to score at Molyneux, don't yeah, they? They yeah. obviously, you know, they scored against us. Yeah. They scored against um, City twice. Mm. They scored against Liverpool. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe if you were the, the one of the poster who was debating Trippier and Bowen, maybe yeah. I was a bit too harsh on Wolves then. And maybe mm. maybe it's even more in favour of Bowen. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be, to be honest, if I sell um, Neto for Matoma, if I can, in game week 10, and Son I also get rid of, it's actually be Neto that I will... I will I will have a tear in my eye and wave the hanky away yeah. as he as he as he drifts <laughs> off my team because um, yeah I've only had him for one week and he's already got me an assist <laughs> so that'll do me um, but um, okay thanks so much everyone join us in the live chat we'll be back same time next week um, we're going to have those uh, goal and assist imminent tables ready for game week nine all in place so we will better reveal the players that are due hopefully return. There, we'll also have some firmer plans about our teams, and uh, if this time I might put another table in, I'll, I'll see. Um, but um, thanks so much, everyone who's joined us in the live chat. Um, hope we've answered all your questions, and um, uh, we'll see you all next week. Um, see you soon, Tom. Um, good luck with game week nine, and enjoy the rest of the international break. Yeah, thanks, Joe. See you soon.